Thompson. On the show today, we catch up with three fabulous sales agents from Barfoot and Thompson to talk about investing in Auckland, what to do to prepare your house for sale, and is real estate a career choice for you? Welcome to Property Matters. Well, kia ora, and welcome to Property Matters. I'm Stephen Dillow, and it's fantastic to have you here for another week. A reminder, you can listen live every week here on Planet FM 104.6 on a Monday at 4.15, or catch any of our episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Samsung, and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you love to listen to those podcasts. And a big greeting to all our guests listening in from around the world. Interesting checking our stats this week to see where you're zooming in to listen to us, and it's absolutely fantastic. We're going to call this an international show. Now, a bit of a different week this week. I've got a panel of three for the episode, and we thought we would touch a little bit more on the sales side of real estate at the moment and have a chat around investing, selling our house, getting it ready for market, but also the career choice of sales, because it certainly has been one of life's biggest roller coasters for the last few years. And I'm delighted to welcome back to Property Matters three fabulous supporters, the wonderful Amanda, Keith and Mike. Welcome to the show team. Thanks, Stephen. It's great to have you all here. And I'll just get you to to literally introduce yourself, first of all, and talk a little bit about your own career journey in real estate, not just with Barfoot and Thompson, but wherever that road's taken you um, to get you up to still being here today on this roller coaster. And Mike, if you want to kick it off, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, it's been quite a long journey for me. So I, I've been in the industry now for uh, probably going on 16, 17 years. Um, so I started in my early 20s. And I started with um, a company out in Halleck. Um, and in between there and now, I've had a couple of um, you know moments when I've moved overseas and I've worked for Sotheby's in Sydney. Um, and then obviously back to Auckland. And I'm now selling in Greylin, uh, out of Greylin branch and, of, of Barford and Thompson. Um, and yeah, I absolutely love it. It's been a great journey. Sotheby's in Sydney. Now, tell me, what's the market like Sydney versus New Zealand? Was that a, a different beast altogether? Completely different beast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like sort of on steroids almost. It, <laughs> it just, it's um, yeah. It's 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 a huge market. Um, and look, you've just you've got to be really onto it. You've got to work really really hard, as you do here. But it just it was sort of like another step up almost over there. Um, very hard to break into, um, but some of the properties were amazing. And they do things a little bit differently, which is quite cool to kind of compare from there to here. Um, but it's all great experience, and I, I enjoyed my time. Fantastic. Awesome. All right. Amanda, tell us a little bit about your journey in real estate. Oh, gosh, the complete opposite to Mike. <laughs> so um, my background is architecture and design. I worked for Jazzmax Architects and Workplace Fitouts and ended up then selling um, construction. So I was in construction sales for a while and then COVID came along. So with that redundancy, I, um, I turned to real estate thinking I could put all my um, skills and experience and, and do something a bit different. So 
that wasn't a great move because of course we went into a lockdown <laughs> and now it's the biggest slump of the market in 40 years hey look, there's only one way to go Stephen and that's up um, I'm in a I'm in a great office in Mount Eden and I've got huge support and I'm also with Buffett and Thompson and I guess the thing I love and see the big picture which obviously Mike you must see is it's about the people and the communities and I just love the fact that that's part of making a difference in people's lives I've had you know, only limited number of sales, but I've worked with first time buyers, um, retirees looking to move on, you know, and these are people making big life choices um, to move their biggest assets. So it's it's a privilege really. And and I like people. So yeah, it's, a, it's good for me. Brilliant. Architecture and design, do you find yourself going into properties and going, oh, I wish they'd done it this way or why did they do this? <laughs> I use my inside voice, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thanks, Amanda. Um, Keith, tell us, when did real estate become your baby? <laughs> yeah, look, hey, real estate has always been a part of my life, actually. I've grown up, um, I grew up with both parents um, active in real estate literally my whole life since before I was even born. Um, uh, my mother began real estate back in the early 80s, um, and she you know, worked for basically all the major agencies um, back in the Bay of Plenty and here in Auckland. Um, and then my father was in real estate for 10 years as well. Um, and he worked uh, his whole time with, with Harcourts and Baileys. Um, so it was kind of already sort of uh, in my life and uh, I was around open homes and everything um, growing up. So I guess it was almost sort of like a, um, a natural transition for me to eventually end up in real estate. Um, I knew it was sort of a, a wish of both my parents that at least one of either myself or, um, or my siblings um, kind of follow the family footsteps. Me being the youngest, I guess, um, after after my siblings made all their decisions in life and none of those were real estate, it was kind of uh, up to me. So um, I, I have been in real estate now actively for, for five years. Um, I had my license back in 2018. Um, and obviously between 2018 and now, it's, we've had a few turbulent years due to global pandemics and, uh, and whatnot. So it was a bit of a, um, a bumpy start um uh for myself um i started i started with um nai harcourt so i was in commercial for the first six months um and that was all due um to my very first manager who i had um who's a a wonderful a wonderful agent but uh, he was just so commercially focused and sort of um helped my focus go towards there but i had i didn't have much experience or any passion at all for for commercial um so after that six months, I ended up moving to to Ray White's AT Realty out in Monaco, uh, and I began my residential uh, career there in 2019. Had had an absolute blast, um, great time for 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 a year until the COVID pandemic hit in 2020. Um, and then when that happened, I was I was released from their uh, uh, AT Realty Cadet program there, um, and that sort of opened up the doors to a couple of different opportunities. So I actually tried my hand um, in late 2020, uh, yeah, in late 2020 in apartment sales for city sales. Um, I wasn't really feeling the apartment market at the time. Um, obviously that's when all the overseas students were gone um, and not a lot of apartments were, were selling or, or leasing. Um, and then I ended up leaving there and coming over to, to Buffett and Thompson in 2021 where it has been the most supportive environment for me. The training is uh, is 
second to none whatsoever. Um, a, a beautiful family business. Uh, and it's been, yeah, it's been a, a great journey for me so far with BNT since 2021. And I've found my most uh, my most success here. And it's all it's all down to the support that I've received from my office and um, and from the you know directors at, at Barford and Thompson. Fantastic. That's a cool journey and, and nice for your family that you're following in your family footsteps. Now, I'm curious with all three of you, and I kind of already know the answer for Keith, because so I'm going to start with you, Keith. I'm curious, is real estate your only gig? Because there's a lot of real estate agents that this is one thing, but they juggle something else in their life. And the other gig might be family, might be another another work, might be your own passion in, in something. And um, Keith, if you don't know, is one of Auckland's or New Zealand's best performers on stage. He can literally reduce you to tears when he sings in a good way and is known for some of the best happy birthday messages sung online <laughs> anywhere in social media. So, Keith, obviously the arts is one of your other gigs that you juggle, and does real I'm, estate work well for that? Yes, that's a brilliant question. Um, and thank you for that wonderful introduction <laughs> to 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 my the other side of my life, which is, yes, my music. Music is um, actually where I began. I went to university for music, Um it's always been a passion of mine and, and a great hobby for me. And yes, um, real estate actually provides real, real estate is a beautiful thing. It um, provides the, all the flexibility uh, and, and you know it gives wonderful time management opportunity for me to be able to pursue um, theater as well, musical theater. Uh, I am lucky enough to to run my own theater company, Mast Productions. Um, just a little plug: we have our our, our play coming up in May. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's. That is one. There's one of, of of a couple of um, side hustles, so to speak, um, is, is my theatre company. Um, I also do uh, freelance programming and coding um, on the site, which is you know something else that um, once again real estate provides wonderful mm. time management opportunity for me to be able to do um, on the site. But uh, yes, no, I, I will continue to um, to to push myself into the into the music scene. Is it's uh, it's a wonderful hobby for me that um, basically keeps me sane during during uh during tough times and mm. um yeah look real estate is beautiful it's um it allows me to uh it, it allows me to do everything it is that i want to be able to do in life at, at this point in time for me so yeah that's kind of what yeah. ties up all of my time yeah and i get that sense that it can either be 100 percent full-time heads down or it can be something that you can enable you to juggle a few other things around mike what about you uh am, am i have i missed you on stage somewhere <laughs> i don't think so um no I'm, I'm nothing like keith unfortunately i wish i i wish i was um but i look i'm pretty much all just real estate to be honest um i i do try and take obviously some time out though so i find it can be quite intense if you're you know, very focused on the one thing 24-7. Um, so I do really think it is good to have some, you know, hobbies and other, you know, maybe a side hustle outside of real estate. Um, for me, it's just more, you know, like just getting time away, going to the gym. Um, I do a little bit, bit of boxing, um, you know, catching up with friends and family, um, going away for a few days, exploring somewhere in New Zealand, um, and just having a bit of balance, you know, through through the career because it can be very demanding um, and take up a lot of your time. But yeah, no, just real estate for me. Brilliant, cool, Amanda. Are you up oh, to goodness. other mischief? Um, well, I wouldn't tell you, Stephen. Um, 
I'm I'm pretty much 100% focused on real estate and building my career. So that's that's really my focus. My kids have left home. Um, but I have taken up some hobbies and it's mostly around fitness and well-being. And most recently, the past year has been Qigong Tai Chi. So mm-hmm. that's been a really um, interesting process for me because I'm a fast, busy person and have been bringing up four kids. And so this is making me slow down and be a lot more meditative. So less less stress hopefully in my Mm. life Tai Chi boxing and music I like that we've all got that calming side to the crazy world of real estate I think that's important common (laughs) Mike the current market I mean it's it's been literally I described it at the start of the show it's been a roller coaster you know you had kind of some steady times then we had COVID that kind of hit and caused some drama, but then actually really became a boom period for a while. And now obviously things are tougher. How are you coping riding this roller coaster? And where do you, with your expertise, see this market heading? Yeah. So look at it's been a real roller coaster ride. Um with you know COVID. Um and then we've had the the floods and the cyclones. So it's it has been a real roller coaster. I remember but coming out of the first COVID lockdown and we had an open, we had an auction campaign in Great Lynn and over three weeks we had over 200, uh, you know, viewings on that property, which was just really, you know, it was insane. Um, and then fast forwarding to now, you know, if we can get maybe 20 people through in a campaign, um, then we're doing pretty good. So yeah. it's definitely gone from one end to the other. Um and where we're at at the moment is we're probably seeing, well, from from our perspective, maybe like a third fewer sales, um, especially in sort of January and February, um, which has sort of resulted in about a third more listings being on market and for sale. So um, I, I was just reading this morning um, that the Auckland average property value is $1.317 million, which is actually down 15.1% year on year. So that's about 235,000. So that's quite a significant decrease. And I think the the trick at the moment in the market is actually getting both buyers and sellers to, um, you know, come together fairly to negotiate a deal. But if if there's no motivation or the motivation isn't on both sides, it can be very difficult. So fast forwarding, I mean, I think that we've probably got a year of... um, a bit of a flat market with interest rates still potentially rising um, and just the sentiment in the market and the business markets that, you know, things are a little bit tough. Um, and then once uh, interest rates settle, we get past the election at the end of the year, mm. we head into next year, I think that things could start improving. Yeah, I think that election this year is is going to be a, a turning point on lots of factors um, and also kind of provide some settling after. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Now, with over 17 years experience, Mike, you know, it's easy for people to say, oh, this is happening now. But have you experienced these moments in the past? Yeah, I have. I have experienced these before. Um, and the good thing is they never last forever. And they yeah. actually come and go quicker than you think. So it's just a, a matter of just staying in there and doing everything you need to do in terms of a career. Um, doing the right thing, and you'll get through it very quickly. And I actually think it's a really good time for people to join the industry because if you can cut your teeth and and succeed in a hard market, 
then when everything comes right, um, you know, it's very easy. Well, you know, you can you can do very well as opposed to the other way around, starting on an easy market and then heading into a tough market. Mm. That can be quite quite a struggle. Absolutely. Amanda, for you, you know, you mentioned this is the, the new part of your journey. Uh, How is this current market impacting you as someone that's sort of trying to build that career? Oh, well, I won't lie. It's pretty tough, you know, going from a corporate salary into into real estate is certainly um, eye-watering yeah. <laughs> and that's not in a good way. Um, but I'm at a point in life where I am I am seeing the bigger picture and it's it's not about, you know, the vast riches or the, the you know, empty coffers. It's more about the journey and where I can actually get to as a lifestyle over the next 15, 20 years. So um, bigger picture is, I think, the only thing that I can hold on to at the moment and one day at a time and doing, and doing the the basics you know the bread and butter work like you say Mike get mm. to know your community get to know people talk to people be that agent that is um you know informative knowledgeable reliable you know good to communicate with not too stressful um not too anxious hopefully you know I'll make sure that I come across that I'm just I'm just there for information if I can be of help mm. but, yeah, one day at a time yeah, I love Amanda's positive attitude and I'd imagine, you know, mental well-being is a huge part of being a real estate agent in order to juggle this. Um, how have you found the highs and lows and how do you manage that, Keith? Yeah, it's, um, it's you got to, first of all, it's sort of uh, in this tough market at the moment, you got to kind of just be honest with yourself um, and sort of you have a clear path ahead of you on on where you are now and, and, and where you want to be. And I found that um, basically just being uh, the the best version of myself and being honest to my to my clients kind of worked out to be the best method to me. Uh, I remember at the sort of the, the, the turn of the market at the end of 2021 going into 2022, I I appraised a property that was kind of, you know, sort of in that in that that, that hot mid-2021 market and it just wasn't there anymore. And I found myself I found myself just over promising and under delivering and it sent a clear message to me to to basically say, look, the uh, market's changed. Your game plan's got to change with that. So if if mm. you if you maintain your game plan pretty well, um, you do all right. I'm still a firm believer in uh, what you put in is what you get out. Um, and so at the moment, you just got to put in a little bit more um, to get to get the same out. So um, you know, as long as as long as I keep putting my head down and doing the work, I know that I'm going to be okay. So um, more appraisals that I'm doing these days, I'm being very open um, and honest with the client, no matter how hard it is um for them or for me to to either you know for me to to gain a listing or for them to hear the harsh reality of where we are currently at because um there are still uh there are still a lot of uh, a lot of vendors at the moment who are you know still with that higher price tag of prices that of price that, that they wish to get mm. um and their buyers just aren't meeting them there um and you know they 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 they, they rapidly learn i um I had a vendor who was unhappy with an appraisal that I gave and they went to another agency. Other agency sort of over appraised it a little bit, not by much, but, ju but just enough for it to, uh, to, to not, to not find the market whatsoever. And then they actually ended up coming back to me. <laughs> um, and we've, uh, yeah, we've, uh, We've, we've listed the property at uh, closer to a range where I had originally appraised it. And, um, you know, we're finally tracking a, a bit of a bit of interest on that. So just being open and honest has been my best method um, mm. so far. Uh, and just 
just constantly managing my own game plan week by week and that's what and that's what has worked out for me um and yeah look nice. we're gonna get there we'll get we'll get out the other side and um it's still it's still a fun time to be in real estate brilliant, brilliant. i'd like to jump in there just quickly Stephen. Yeah. i think i think keith makes a really good point is it actually if you're talking to investors and we we're talking about you know what's a key point with working with an agent at the moment is their honesty and also mm. being real about the rating valuations that we have currently, particularly in Auckland, that we've recently received. Because, you know, they are high in the 2021 series and they're pretty much matching the COVID high values. And of course, vendors are holding on to those values, but the market has changed. So we really need to be mindful when we're looking at those appraisals that those RVs are rating valuations only and that we need to educate our vendors and also our buyers that they, they are an indication for rates calculations, not a true reflection of the property's value mm. at the time in that current market. Um, and I think those are the tough conversations to be had sometimes. Absolutely. Mike, if we chat to you now, our biggest listenership on the show are investors or potential investors. So let's move positively forward for the rest of 2023. We want people investing. What advice or tips or locations are you finding are really good starts for investors? Yeah, it's a very interesting question because um, in my area, which is Greyland, Ponsonby, sort of Westmere, Investors have been very quiet recently, um, and there, there hasn't been many. So we're, we're hoping that they do come and um, buy a few more properties. So uh, it's it's a hard one. I mean, I think that obviously you've got to look at what you want to get out of it. Um, and every investor is different, you know, whether they're looking for capital growth or a return, um, you know, a, a bit of both. Um, so it's doing a lot of research around that. Um, also, just researching the different areas. I mean, maybe you know different cities are, are better um, than others to get a good return. Um, but at the moment, I, the few investors I am talking to are looking sort of at suburbs that are close to the city, near rail lines, but maybe not you know city fringe suburbs. So maybe places like you know sort of Avondale or those outskirt, outskirt uh, central suburbs. Um, you can still get some reasonable good buys there and they are easy to rent. So, yeah, I, I mean, I just do your research is the, the biggest thing. Mm. Keith, are you finding sort of that, that similar, because your area, you tend to cover quite a bit sort of city and suburbs. Is there a specific area that investors are liking more than others? Yeah, I um, I was working with one investor who was, who was taking a look at a... Um, at a particular develop pro, a development um, site up on Sprinkin Road and um, in St Helens Glendowie area, and you know it's a very very well to do um, high CV area where you know you got those CVUs and they seem to pay a, you know a premium price for those kind of sites. And then all of a sudden I get a phone call from a one day and saying, look, I'm taking my business elsewhere, like um, it's, it's just not working in the eastern suburbs anymore and he actually bought up a lot of property all the way out in south auckland um out in pirata rice so um i found that a lot of investors that i used to work with here in the eastern suburbs which is where which is sort of my um my my target area they've kind of fled fled for like south or west um and gone for sort of lower price but larger area um 
it's just it's just more uh, a bit of yield for them in the long run. I guess it's um, a change of mindset for them, and and just like just like we have to do in real estate, uh, investors also adapt to the market as well, and they know. You know they know where the value is. Mm. They're not um, most of them aren't, aren't stupid, and um, yeah, they they know where the best buyers for them. And you know we just got to we just got to work hand in hand with them if we want to if we just want to maintain business. So yeah, look, it all it all it all works out in the end for um for everyone who wants it to work out the way that they want it to. So brilliant. Yeah, Amanda, if someone's preparing their house for sale, what are some of the the sort of the tips and tricks? I mean, are we still baking bread and putting the coffee on? Uh, what <laughs> well, that's is it? Always that a nice to have. Do? Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, you know, as Mike said, you know, we've gone from two hundred people through a house to twenty. Um, how are we attracting those twenty to buy my home? I think it's really interesting at the moment, and it, and it ties into investment properties as well. I think we're seeing with the huge escalation in building prices. Um, costs have been driven up, and so presenting a home or having a home with an alteration or extension that's complete is certainly very attractive to all, all buyers at the moment, buyers looking to invest or live. Um, the prospect of having a house to do up at the moment is certainly a little bit more terrifying, I think. Um, certainly I know that architects that do extensions and renovations, a lot of their work is dried up at the moment. Um, and I think that's because building costs and quotes are being blown out um, some builders can't give fixed quotes um, or aren't prepared to. So there's a real demand for those houses that are well presented, ready to move in. You know, so the garden's done, it's tidy, it's landscaped. It's it's pretty much, you know, livable as opposed to... Move in to, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I need to do the kitchen. Or So if you are looking to sell, I think it's worth thinking about what are the things you could do within your budget. You know, is it is it the garden tidy? Is it the roof paint? Um, is it the kitchen? Do you need to actually put some new cupboards in? You know, what what can you do that's affordable that won't break your bank but still give you a good return when you go to sell? Um, and I think then really just stepping back and trying to be objective about how you can best present the house, obviously. Declutter, tidy, freshen up things. Mm. Mike, do you agree with all of that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's quite funny, isn't it, that uh, a lot of people – they get the property to the standard that they they think it's it's just right just before they sell it. You know, it's always the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they fall in love with I, it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for, for me, it's just I think um, also just making sure that all the little the little things are taken care of, like leaking taps, um, you know, light fittings that aren't working. Um, so just just covering off those little things to make sure that you know the maintenance is really good on the property, um, and then as Amanda said, you know just presenting it as best you can. Brilliant. And I guess as an investor, if you're wanting to then rent that out, it is all that maintenance you want to know is up to date because there's nothing worse than putting a tenant in and then having to spend tens of thousands fixing things. Yeah. So, so a lot of people will need to go through the healthy homes checklist, and a lot of companies like Buffett's will provide a healthy homes checklist if you are actually going to take a property to market so that when you are actually there as a buyer, you can go, oh, okay, so it's got a heat pump, it's got double glazing or whatever right. that is. Yeah. Keith, if you are someone looking to purchase a home and you're at an open home wandering through, what sort of things would you suggest they look at? What are the things that they might miss or forget that they should be checking out? Yeah, that's a good question. Um 
For people, I've heard, you know, if a lot of, um, I've heard a lot of first home buyers actually have come through um, a lot of my open homes recently, and especially with first home buyers, they, um, you know, they they they, they tend to look for, um, you know, is it a, is it, is it a good house? Is it going to stay standing? Am I gonna am I gonna can I see themselves here? Um, you know, for the next for the next ten years, um, a lot of it also comes down to um, their their own personal vision. Look, it's um, if, as long as they as long, as long as buyers do the, um, you know, do their own due diligence and and make sure that you know it's a it's a it's a, a, a genuine good property for them, um, a lot of it is going to come out um, the way that they feel when they just step into the property. Uh, I feel a lot of people, uh, you know, you fall in love with the house straight away, um, and if not, then they start asking questions. So. It comes down to, um, for me, I guess it, it it comes down to a gut feeling for a lot of people these days. Um, unfortunately, you get people who come in and they don't have, you know, a, a very large budget, and they kind of tend to make impulse decisions. Um, even a lot of properties, I've sold a house last year that was completely sight unseen, and then uh, unfortunately. You, know, you get a couple of phone calls later say that oh they didn't know this was um wrong with the house or they didn't know this was missing or this chattel wasn't here check everything you know on a sale and purchase agreement make sure you check everything that's um that's still there make sure everything's working i've had complaints about uh dishwashers that don't work it's little things that come out afterwards so as long as they do their own due diligence uh and make sure everything is in working condition and they truly love the house you know your your gut's going to tell you what's right or wrong most of the time um yeah so just Check everything, cross the T's, dot the I's, do everything right, and um, you should be set. Brilliant. Um, Mike, earlier we talked about, you know, you, you mentioned the Auckland average house price at the moment. I think you said 1.37 million. So if I'm a first-time buyer trying to live in Auckland, because that's where my family and friends are, what advice would you give someone in this market to try and get on that ladder? Uh, save up a, a really healthy deposit. I think yeah. would be the, um, the the best start. I mean, I think that's where a lot of first home buyers at at present are having trouble is actually securing finance. So, I think that needs to be the focus is around your finance. Um, you know, making sure that you do have a good deposit and that you are looking attractive to lenders. Um, that would be the first thing, and then I guess if you know, depending on where you wanted to buy, it's just, you know, going to a lot of open homes, um, seeing what's for sale and then following up those sales to see what they've sold for and then just building up some market knowledge as to what the the prices are in the current market. Um, and also, I think, just very much narrowing down an area you want to buy in. So a lot of people will have a very wide area and if you continue looking in a very wide area, it becomes quite hard. It becomes quite um, challenging every weekend. So I think the sooner you can narrow down your focus, the better. Is it also about realizing it is only your first purchase? You don't have to live here forever. So, you know, this might not be the suburb of your your dream choice, but it's about getting on the ladder. Absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely compromise to, to have to ha happen. Um, you know, you're never going to get everything you want. But, you know, you're right. The, the biggest thing is just getting on the ladder. And um, I think that as long as you buy and you hold and you you hold for a, a decent period of time, you really can't go too wrong in the Auckland market. 
Um, but yeah, definitely lots of compromise has to happen. Um, Amanda, any other tips you'd give a first home buyer yeah, or first think, time investor? Yeah, I think it's really about, you know, what are your goals? And if you're a young person, fortunately, there are now more products available for loaning. So going in with a partnership with a friend or with, a, with another investor is an opportunity. So investigating what financial, you know, products are out there to support that that step. But I think also, you're right, Mike, I think looking at, you know, what is your goal? Is it to own property or is it to be in your own home? Because if you're a first-time looker, I'll say, and you can get past actually not living in your own home and you actually think my first property investment is really just a vehicle for me to grow and, and get to be able to live in my own home, then you've got opportunities to use like a 10% deposit on a new build or even maybe less, 5% deposit yeah. on a new build. Um, and that's going to give you a much easier foot in the door. Or those smaller brick and tile units, you know, the granny units. Well, you know, at the moment, if you go through Avondale, Newlands, sort of um, out to Linfield, you've got quite a lot of opportunity. And there's a lot of growth in that area for investors in the Auckland market and that area still. Um, and similarly, South Auckland, of course. But yeah, doing your homework, finding out, you know, and talking to really good mortgage or banking advisors as well. Brilliant. Now we're getting to the end of the show, so I'm going to fire you some quick fire questions to finish. Keith, if I am trying to choose a sales agent, obviously I've got to choose all three of you, um, but if I'm looking as to the type of person that I want to work with to sell my home, what sort of things should I be thinking about? Yeah, hey, great question. And um, you know, picking picking your agent is a, a probably one of the most important first steps in the process of um, buying or selling a, a home. Um, look, find someone you can just get along with. Uh, so if you can get along with someone, if you can befriend somebody, uh, that shows that you have a lot of trust in them, and trust uh, goes a long way uh, within real estate. Um, transparency is a massive thing within our industry as well. Um, so just make sure that everything is um, crystal clear. If you feel like communication is crystal clear between you two, it's also a very, very good sign. Um, and if his name is Keith Ma from Barfin and Thompson, that's probably the, um, the, yeah. the best thing possible. So um, <laughs> choose him. Nah, just joking. But um, yeah, look, someone who you can trust or or, or have a beer with, you know, yeah. that's going to be um, a great choice for you because it just it just opens up a, a whole world of other opportunities. Um, friendship goes a long way. I always believe in friendship. And um, yeah, no, that's how, that's how I do things. Brilliant. Mike, any additions to that? No, I think Keith nailed that. I think it's it's really just about um, working with people that you like, you know, firstly, and then also just, you know, ensuring that they have the ability to do the, the right job for you and be trustworthy and have the market knowledge that you need um, to achieve the results you're looking for. But it is a people um, industry and, and game, and I think that it's all about just liking who you are working with. Brilliant. Mike, if someone was thinking of this as a career move, uh, what advice would you give them? Or, or I guess what makes a good sales agent? Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's such a wide range in terms of what makes a good sales agent. Um, you know, people excel in different areas and do very well. But I think that if, you know, you can follow um, some sort of consistency. Um, they say that police people or people that work in the army those types of people make really good real estate agents because they know how to follow um, 
you know, follow a plan day right. in, day out. And so I think that you need to be able to self-motivate yourself, um, be prepared not to earn some money for the first six months, have some in your back pocket to see through the the hard times. Um, but if you love people and you enjoy, you know, real estate, then, you know, you couldn't ask for a better job that gives you flexibility and, and you can get out what you put in. Brilliant. All right, team, going to go around the table. You've got 20 seconds. How can people get in touch with you if they'd like to chat to you further after this interview or get you to come out and appraise their property? Amanda, kick it off. How can they get in touch with you? Oh, at best, just quickly send me an email, a.evans at barfoot.co.nz. Happy just to have a chat about property, talk about what your needs are. Thank you very much, Stephen. Awesome. Keith, how can we track you down? Yep, absolutely. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me uh, on Barfoot Thompson's website. Flick me an email, k.markbarfoot.co.nz. Give me a text or a phone call anytime, 0210-232-0931. I am <laughs> always down to have a chat. I hope someone had their pen ready for that. <laughs> Brilliant. Mike, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, I work out of the Barford and Thompson Greylin branch. Um, so my email's m.vermulen. Um, it's a hard one to spell, so you're probably best just jumping on to the Barford website. Um, but yeah, would love to help anybody out that needs an appraisal or wants to buy anytime. Just flip me a message. Awesome. And all three of them can be found on barfoot.co.nz. Click find a sales agent, type in Amanda, Amanda Kittle, Evans. Mike, and up <laughs> it will pop, up it will pop. Keith, I'm giving you a bonus 30 seconds now to promote your show coming up in May. Go. Oh, fantastic. You can find us on, on Facebook and Instagram, Masked Productions, M-A-S-K-E-D Productions. Uh, we have a play come out opening May the 19th through the 27th at the Pump House Theatre in Takapuna. Uh, the play is called The Way We Get By. It is a beautiful rom-com, romance comedy, uh, more along the comedy side. Um, we have a wonderful cast of local talent that are that are ready to go. These are, We are a professional theatre company. We love supporting our actors by paying them what they are worth. Um, please come along and see us. We love to get our ticket sales up there. Marsh Productions, fantastic. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Awesome. Hey, thank you so much, team, for coming on to Property Matters. Keep up the great work. I hope the rest of 2023 gets nice and busy for you. Uh, but I really appreciate having the three of you on and your continued support of the show. Thank you, team. Thanks, Stephen. Awesome, thank Thanks, Stephen. Now, next week on the show, we have Natalie Tolhoff. Now, Natalie is here to promote her new book, Become Unstoppable. She is one of New Zealand's top sales and mindset coaches. So I know these three will be tuning in next week. Over the last decade, she's coached hundreds of business owners and salespeople to cultivate powerful self-belief and develop the confidence to sell with simplicity and success. So Natalie will be our guest next week on Property Matters. Thank you to Barfoot and Thompson for your sponsorship. Congratulations on your 100 years. Uh, thank you to Matt and the team at Agency X, Adam, our editor, and the fabulous marketing team for looking after us so well. Have a fabulous week, everybody. We'll catch you next week on Property Matters. Property.